podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Have you tried refreshing it? We're live. She's a good girl. Loves her mama. Loves Jesus. In America too. She's a good girl. She's crazy about Elvis. Loves horses. And her boyfriend too. And it's a long day. Living in Reseda. There's a freeway. Running through the yard. And I'm a bad I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. Come on, then, lads. All join in. We're free falling. <laughs> we really are. Also, and that's how it feels. Welcome back to the Big Strong Leicester Boys podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's a Saturday evening. This is a this is a rarity, isn't it? I don't think we've done many of these. Um, but yeah, a two-one defeat to, to Crystal Palace this afternoon. Um, once again, Leicester losing. Oh, sorry, I was going to say leading the game and finding a way to to lose it this time with about thirty seconds left of the game. Um, a immediate confession from myself: I've been busy. I've been working all day today. Um, so other than the highlights, I've not seen anything but Jack. Jordan and Rick have, and it's those three who have insisted we absolutely have to do this podcast this evening because, of course, they are not happy at all. So I will leave things, but then I will just uh, let the boys say exactly what it is that they, they do want to say. And uh, yeah, I hope you appreciate having this emergency podcast because um has now has become a bit of a theme. Every time we do lose, we get lots of tweets asking for an emergency pod. So so here it is. Um, Jack, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Um, so as I said, I've I've not seen this at all today. And I have to say, there's this part of me that doesn't even really want to to go back and, and watch the highlights because, in many ways, it feels like it's probably something I've seen a million times before. Um, Leicester being kind of too soft and rather predictably throwing away a lead when all we had to do was just shut up shop and be strong, and um, you know see it, see a game out. But but once again, we we managed to lose. Uh, yeah, I would say you've not missed much because uh, you haven't. I I would say I'm not sure it was. It's like all the... I'm not sure we've lost in the very last kick of the game this season. It was um, spectacularly calamitous, even by our standards, because there was a chance just before they scored as well, where they also should have scored. And it wasn't about the fourth minute of added on time. So it was particularly bad. But then if you look at the balance of the game, uh, Rogers said... Um, he, he said uh, we, we deserve more than that. I don't think we did. If... Um, if, if Danny Ward was in goal in the first half, we would have been 3-0 down. Um, and uh, if Palace had a striker, we probably would have been even worse. So, um, so yeah, I, uh, I I don't think you've missed much. I would save yourself from watching the highlights. Um, the three-minute Sky Sports YouTube video will, will probably do it enough justice. But it was, um, yeah, it was pretty fucking terrible. Mm. I mean, I've, I have watched those Sky Sports highlights, but say ordinarily, yeah, exactly ordinary. If, if I've missed a game, I'd, I'd go find a, 
away of watching the 90 minutes back but I'll be honest I just I just really don't want to and you know as I said I was I was busy working elsewhere and I was doing an interview at the time and just in my periphery Rick I, I saw my phone flash up saying Mateta 94 and I, I swear to God I said fuck's sake I had to stop the interview and I had to go again um so 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 annoying um yeah I mean um I know you and Jordan, oh, I don't know. I don't even know really what to say because it's so frustrating. I mean, you're looking at, at the goals that we have conceded today, and you know, Jack just said there, as, as far as Daniel Everson goes, that if it maybe been Danny Warding goal, we would have conceded significantly more today. And you know, the the, the goal or the opening goal that, that Palace do score through for Wednesday is the free kick, isn't it? Which then comes off the back of, of Daniel Everson and 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 then Leicester go on to, to lose the game. and it's one of them instances, again, where if you're not a Leicester fan, you'd look at those highlights and think, God, Leicester being unlucky. And, you know, I suppose in, in many ways we have been, if you if you look at the, the nature of that goal, you know, that brings them back into the game. But but when it happens time and time and time again in terms of throwing away these leads, it's not unlucky anymore, is it? You know, there has to be something that the players are doing, that the managers are doing, which is why this keeps happening so often. Yep. Um, I mean, we weren't unlucky today. I know losing games in the with the last kick of the game, you could say that is, you know, harsh because you're so close to getting something out of the game. But we were diabolical. We were... Yes, we've lost by more this season in games, but almost like that Arsenal game several weeks ago where the XG was 0.01. Today, at, at half-time... The XG was 0.00. That defies science. It's literally like they weren't on the pitch. I made a joke, didn't I, about how I think you could have got worse if we... And I just... I I mean, someone knocked at my door at half-time. And it were two Jehovah's Witnesses. I said, is now a good time to talk to you about Jesus Christ, sir? Yeah, lads. Well, honestly, within five minutes, they were soon out of here um, to witness what we had to see today. And it's just... I mean, we we didn't commit men forward today. We, you know, we... But yet then we seem to be completely out of position. Every time Palace came us in that first half, they were carving through us. Um, I just... The malaise is setting so much now that it's not. There's no point even really having a, a you know a debate or a, an articulated conversation. That there's nothing. There's there's nothing to hang our hats on now that that we might be able to turn this around without changing the prat on the touchline because he's got nothing. All he can say is that's the beauty of it. Which don't get me wrong is one of the most iconic sayings I've heard in many a time and I will use that so if that's his parting gift to us thank you very much Brendan Rogers, because that is genius but you are no longer a genius now fuck off and please let us try and save our season oh, there we are the words of, of Rick Flair Jordan I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit um now no, don't criticize me if you, you think I'm massively wrong here but would that result have been any different today if Crystal Palace still had Patrick Vieira in charge, have we just been very unlucky that we're playing a side who has that new manager um, bounce today? Yeah, potentially. Um, but I think anyone with half a brain cell 
or knows anything about football would surely realise that going to Sellers Park with a new manager, what the first half was going to be like. Um, I mean, for us to get into, getting it nil-nil, I thought was actually a decent half. I know we had a XG of 0.0000. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Jack mentioned the saves from Iverson. Well, I agree. If, if Ward was in goal, we'd have probably been trailing. But Iverson should make those saves. And I think really that's shown what we've come to expect, that we think Iverson has made some decent saves, when in reality, he should save those. Also got me thinking on a side note, you know, how many teams would have Danny Ward in goal in the Premier League other than us? Um, not many. How many would have Danny Iverson in goal instead of Danny Ward? Not many. Um, and then in a, a, bit of unlook, a bit of bad luck again. I mean, Victor, I thought Victor was terrible today, to be honest. Um, but his cross to the far post was a tap-in for Dewsbury Hall. It somehow hit the post and found the only Palace shirt in the box and been cleared, but we got in at nil-nil. And then the only bright spark in the game for 10 minutes was Ricardo Pereira off the bench. I mean, I, I assume he played right back, but he was in the middle of the park. The lamp's been out for a whole season. He was the best player by a distance. And he was probably the best 10 minutes I've seen in a Leicester shirt for a for a long time. Um, and him and Castagna, Castagna kept dropping into right back. Uh, Ricardo went inside a bit like Cancelo used to for Man City. And we looked dangerous and we scored. And I mean, again, a bit naive for me at that point. I thought we'll go on to get another one here because we looked really good. And then, I mean, Daka gives away a really poor foul about 25 yards out. Very, very unlucky um, from Iverson, the goal. Um, and that just wouldn't happen to any other Premier League side this season. It just seems to be, it's always happening to us. Um, and, you know, it would never happen for us. But my main problem was after that, we just completely folded like a deck of cards yet again. And I hate using the phrase, but I thought after that, the performance was spineless. We didn't have a shot after that. And it, it was that feeling of, oh, here we go again. And And the manager... You know, he's never been in this situation. He clearly doesn't know how to turn it round. Um, I know, like me and Jack were speaking before, Jack mentioned it. He's saying in the week, it might not even take 40 points to keep us up. Don't say that out loud. No. Um, yeah, and then after the no, game, 100%. you know, I've said all season, I think we'll be okay and I think we've got the players. And he's coming out after the game and again and saying, oh, you know, if we do this, if we do that, we'll be fine. Well, we're not doing it. And... You know, the the last got the goal. I again naively thought, take your point, fuck off back home. That's a decent point. Two points on the road. You can't argue with that. You've got two home games coming up. And then to give Mateta the fucking freedom of Croydon, I don't know what the centre halves are playing at. They're so so far apart, it's unbelievable. In the ninety-fourth minute. He's drifted off Fez who hasn't said a word by the sounds of it. Suit is four, three or four yards behind it, behind the back four. And the lad's got, a, he's clean through. And it's, it is, it's just clueless. It's absolutely spineless. You, you've got to be getting in there, uh, getting out of there with a point. And, you know, I, I, like I said, I've tried to keep positive all season. I, I want to talk about the board later on, but the only thing I can say now is there's 10 games left and we have to do something. We've had two weeks of an international break. It's a shame this game came when it did. But that 
performance and in the end result to me had all the hallmarks of a completely sinking ship a completely rudderless ship from top to bottom mm. and we have to make a change now because you know i'm a big fan of rogers wherever he goes i think he'll be tremendous i think he'll do a really good job like he did with us for a few seasons wouldn't surprise me if he went to tottenham and god forbid won them a trophy but he, he can't turn it around he's never been in this situation and we have 10 games and 30 points to play for. We need at least 12 and we've got 26 from 28. So by that logic, it's not happening unless we, we make a change. But Palace have done it and Roy Hodgson's no miracle worker. He's 75. And, and Do you want to know a story about there. Roy Hodgson? Yes, I know what's so, coming. Uh, oh, yeah, I sat, I sat next to Roy Hodgson at dinner in November and he, he was perfectly pleasant. He was fine. But the man dipped his tie in gravy and spent most of the lunch trying to get the gravy off his tie. And I was like, He's, he can't run a football team now. Surely not. Surely not. I say that with all the respect in the world, but he is older than my dad. And I like the fact that he has just masterminded his team to beat ours. When anyone, when anyone goes, and I've not, I've not been in this camp all year, when anyone goes, who could do a better job than than uh, uh, Rogers, I, I will literally say anyone. Like, yeah. anyone. Yeah. Um, there were some good got... stats today, Jake. Sorry, there were some good stats flying Which around. One? one that went under the radar, because everyone's been going on about they had 31 shots. Well, they didn't really have a big chance until the 94th minute. So mm. the 31 shots thing, I, I don't really... I don't really subscribe to. I think they had seven on target, of which Iverson should have saved four minimum. It was their latest. We lose three-one rather than two-one, George. <laughs> Superb. This is the stat that that should have been flying around. It is Palace's latest ever winner at Seller oh. Park in the Premier League, nice. and the ever obliging Leicester City. Obviously, when, it was against us. When have we when have we won the game in the last minute recently? The last one I can think was Sheffield United behind closed um, doors. It's been well, a while. You've got the conference. You've got the conference league game at Eindhoven, haven't you? That wasn't in the last minute, though. That yeah, was still. Well, I know. But, but how drunk were you at that game? Jesus. Uh, well, still the, like the, fifth. The, 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 the now grading of how drunk somebody is. It's now it's done on. Are you as drunk as Jake in Eindhoven? So um, <laughs> that's 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 yeah. how drunk I was in Eindhoven. I mean, I was, not, yeah. was it not like the 89th minute? No, it was. It was like no. 15 minutes. It was like oh, I think God. the 81st, 80 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there, there we are. That's probably me being very drunk then. Yeah. Um, probably grossly inappropriate as well, but um, I interviewed Roy Hodgson once um, a little while ago. And he obviously is a man in, well into his 70s now. And uh, again, this, this, this may be very inappropriate. It was inappropriate. Yeah, I'm not sure because no, we were outside. I mean, maybe like a dog had just been close to the wall or something. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure you could accuse him of that. Well, I'm just, I'm, it's, it, I'm just saying they were my takeaway aromas from, from spending five minutes in the company of Roy Hodgson. Yeah, and he is he, a 25-year-old um, man. He, look, I, feel, I feel like I've been disrespectful now. He obviously is better. Like, he, he's, his record in football is is amazing, really. But I, he's, he's retired. And <laughs> like he's come back and beaten us, which should irritate the hell out of us. I think no, another stat that shouldn't be ignored as well, and it, it highlights our decline, under Brendan Rodgers, Roy Hodgson's never beaten us for Leicester 
Um, right. And so, you know, he's gone. You think that's him done. Then he's gone to Watford and was the pits and we've slapped him 5-1 or whatever at their gaff last season. Yeah. And then he's come back to Palace, who haven't the only English team not to win in 2023. Yep, that's the one. And he gets his first victory over us. So, I mean, the decline is just... It's there. It's all we're all played out. We're done. We are done. Yeah. We're, mm. we're as bad as when we were. Ranieri was taking us down. We're as bad as when Poyet. I, was I think down. we're. I think we're worse though. I, I, I do. Genuinely, I think we're I, Peter Taylor territory. I, I, yeah, I think I. I. I think with that, and um, if you remember, I, I. I can't remember how many weeks ago now. I'm. I'm still in the same square. I think we're going down. I like. I think we're going down, and. The best chance we've got is changing the manager, and I, I, I definitely think we should do that now because it's the final roll of the dice. But I, I, I think we're done. We just look like a side that's cooked, and mm. it amazes me. Sky, I, oh, I turned Sky on today, which was a mistake, and they uh, they've got a new advert about the end of the season and how it's so exciting, and they had like Forest fans on there, West Ham fans on there. And they yeah. were talking about sides that are involved in the relegation fight. We weren't mentioned once, which I was, I was astounded by. Mm. I was like, how? Yeah, um, well, Jack, I, I hear it every day at work and I was, I was going to say this, that I'm sick and tired of, of listening to talk sport and them talking about the relegation places and, and nobody, absolutely nobody thinks Leicester are in any danger whatsoever. And I find it absolutely mind-boggling. And they talk about, say, for instance, Brendan Rodgers and, and even being linked with Spurs or even just talking about, you know, Leicester in, where they are on the table. They're all completely and utterly convinced that the Leicester will be absolutely fine because we've got Brendan Rodgers, or they think that you know Brendan Rodgers will go to Spurs and, and do a good job because he's a great manager. And you know, in, in in you know on on him being a good manager, one they're not completely wrong, but they're just completely oblivious to to Leicester's mm. situation, just like they were when we were falling out the top four. You know, exactly. and every and everyone could see it happening. Well, when I say everyone, every Leicester fan could see it happening, and yeah. we we're telling everybody we are on a downward spiral but everyone's like no less we find even the bookmakers you know were completely absolutely certain that the less we're going to finish inside the top four um but but we didn't and i don't know what it is well i think i know what it is i think it's the way that, that brendan speaks in the media and he has absolutely everyone convinced that he is in complete control of, of the situation when the reality is is that he's quite clearly not you know and um i, I saw during the the week an article written by David Bevan, wasn't it, on, on Foss Way, which was, which was really good. Um, yeah. You know, we, we saw the, the Brendan's comments before Chelsea with the, the Fiat and the Ferrari, which was just ridiculous. He then had his press conference during the week or his media interview of the week with, with Sky, where he's talking about, you know, getting to that 40 points and how this would be one of his best achievements if he, if he manages to keep Leicester up. It's just horrific motivation or, or management for a group of players in, in a relegation battle. It's... Uh, it's awful, and I put it in the group chat, didn't I? It's 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 one of the worst, most pathetic forms of self-preservation I think I've ever I've ever noticed, because all he's talking about is is himself, um, and how it's, how it's a difficult job for him, and you know the players, and we've said this time and time again. I don't think any of them realise the trouble we're in because the message that they're receiving constantly from the manager is not one of the actual reality of the situation. He's constantly telling them they will be okay. He's constantly telling them it's in their own hands, but it's now at the point where it's it's not far away now from not being in our own bloody hands. And, you know, we can all see it. Every Leicester fan can see it. And we've been so patient with Brendan Rodgers. 
we have and we've come in for, for a little bit of stick not huge amounts but a little bit of stick you know me jack and jordan in terms of the the patience we've had with the manager but it is now at the point where we have no other option but to, to sack the manager and just going back to to the david bevan article from the foss way he made the great point that if you look at all the teams down there they've all got something which they've they've got to, to kind of you know fight their case for staying up this season they've either changed their manager so they'll get that little bit of a boost They've maybe got some some good home form and some good atmosphere which they can they can lean back on. You know, look at Everton or or Forest. Exactly. We had that. Yeah. We we have absolutely nothing. All we've got is actually you know a few good players who have who have actually achieved significantly better things previously. But the reality is they're not achieving it right now. And you're looking at each other thinking, well, well, what is going to change? And, and Jack, nothing's going to change unless they change the manager. Nothing's going to change unless you change the manager. Um, I know Jordan's got a point on the board and I'll, I'll let him make it, but just on the players, actually, I'm not sure that helps because the point you make about the players going, they don't think they're in this scrap. I don't think they care. Like, I, I, and I'll say this, I don't think they care. Madison's off at the end of the season. Eight of them are out of contract. Um, Barnes, will probably, Barnes is good enough to get a move. Indeed, he's good enough to get a move. Ward doesn't care because he's rubbish and he's overpaid. Um, so you're left with about... Christiansen probably cares. Suter probably cares. But you're looking around and going, there's not enough character there to get us through. I mean, yeah. I, 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 the players are the bit that terrify me more than anything because um, I don't. I just don't see any any kind of spirit, any kind of leadership... There was one point in the, in the sort of 85th minute where you had three players, Fez, Castagna and Madison, all screaming at each other. It was like, well, you, you can't all be in the right. Like, you've defended badly and you're all blaming each other. It was, it was pathetic. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling on a bit now. But it, the players actually will all fuck off in the summer, the yeah. ones that are any decent. And we'll be left with the overpaid ones that aren't very good. So, they don't give a toss. And, and whose fault is that? So I was, I was thinking about this earlier and I have to caveat this by saying we didn't have much option, to be honest, after we won the FA Cup, got in um, the Europa League twice. You know, you might say that we should have been in the Champions League, but in reality, we, sh- we shouldn't have been in the top four anyway with, with our resources. So I have to caveat it by saying we had to give the players decent money to stay because at that time yeah. they were performing yeah, yeah we did um, and I think to be honest I was trying to think of it you know in a kind of a holistic way if you like I think what's happened is we are kind of seeing the reality of where this club should be in terms of the the pecking order which I hate the thought of it and the phrase but you know there, there is no club like this in the world um, who wins a title out of nowhere and follows it up with a reasonably good period of su- success but Without a bottomless pit of money and sustained cash flow, it's so difficult to break into the, like the top six, which is what we tried. And then the model of selling one of your best players and replacing them works in theory. But what's happened is, A, we've not replaced them with substantial quality. B, we haven't actually um, invested in the squad. I think what's happened is the board have got complacent in terms of our Premier League safety. They've paid, excuse me, they've paid for this training ground. By all accounts, it's from Maguire's money. They've, they've gone on about getting this 40,000-seater stadium. 
well, I ain't being funny, but who the fuck wants to go and watch this? What you've got to do, you know, especially for the championship, but what you've got to do is invest in the squad primarily before anything else. Yeah. You know, you look at Brentford, they're sixth. They're fucking shit. They shouldn't be, they should not be sixth. Fulham are eighth. They, they, they don't play in a 40,000 seat stadium. I mean, Brentford just built a new ground and it's garbage. But <laughs> we, we've consistently sold our best players and we, we you know, we, we'd never replace them. And, and you look at this year and we, we spoke about it and it's easy to say 10 games from the end of the season. The manager was moaning about the squad and I, I know that doesn't fill the players with confidence. But what do the board expect? They've got eight players out of contract. None of them want a beer. It's so fucking obvious to say that none of them care. They, they wouldn't turn in performances this bad if they actually did care because most of them know that they'll either take home their pay packet if they have got enough money on their contract, uh, got enough time on their contract. Or if they're out of contract, they'll get a game somewhere else. You've lost Casper and replaced them. Well, not replaced him. You've uh, Danny Ward will do. And if he's not available, well, we've got Everson, who's a championship keeper. And then we've signed Alex fucking Smithies, who, for all I know, he's brushing the changing rooms because I ain't seen him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ricardo's injured. Justin's injured. Fafana, not going to waste my breath. The manager's fell out with Sue Chu. Evans is made of paper. The left back's a kid who ain't good enough. And then, you've, you know, he hasn't been able to go out on loan. Um, That's Thomas. Thomas, not Christiansen, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. Tielemans, I can't, I can't slate him. He, and mm. also, he, he only gets injured because he's played every minute of every game. Oh, hold on, I can slag Tielemans. Do not yeah. post it pics, do not post images of you on your rehab being like, I'm back and then fuck up yourself a week later. Pratt. Well, that's that's the new the new training ground that's working wonders. But yeah, we've got eight players out of contract. You know, your centre half and your keeper have disappeared. Vardy's thirty six, and I've been saying all season before I knew that Vardy was finished. We were short up front anyway, and the manager has told you this. And and he, perhaps he shouldn't have said it publicly, but he was saying this. It, this is the board's fault. This is the board's fault. It stems from the top. The manager. Um, has taken on a lot of stick for me and the players don't care. It's just a mess from top to bottom. And the one thing that's really, really wound me up and it shouldn't wind me up, Tuesday, who on earth in the marketing department thinks it's a good idea to give people a free beer and a donut? Who thinks that's a good idea? Whatever I want happens, drugs, not donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I want psilocybin. <laughs> right. I, I it's a better idea than those coconuts they gave us earlier in the oh, season. Though, <laughs> Don't get me started on that. But <laughs> gentlemen, I understand completely. The tragedy happened. It was completely terrible. I, I, I hate to say it, but that is in the past. And I'm more concerned about the future of this club because under top, it's completely rudderless. And, and under Vichai, this wouldn't have happened because it wouldn't have got to this stage. And I'm talking about the start of the season. I'm not talking about now sacking the manager with 10 games to go. It wouldn't have been allowed for the squad to get that stale. And it comes from the man. It comes, sorry, from the top. It, it mm. comes from the board. And I think that is where the blame should lie. I'm going to save Madonna and fucking lob it on the pitch when Villa go through the look. Then you'll get a, a ban, which will no, happily. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, was gonna, I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. Um, Rick. Yeah. Brendan, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> 
Um, so I was told, I think a few other people were before the Brentford game that um, if he'd lost that game, he would have lost his job. Right? Obviously, he drew. So he didn't. Um, we've had our international break. We've come back. We've now got this run of fixtures, Palace, uh, Bournemouth, Villa. And actually, our, our running is, is actually quite favourable. Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's not too bad. Um, hand on heart, do you actually think Brendan Rodgers is going to get sacked? Do you know what I mean? Because we're all, we're all sat here, you know, criticising every single thing about this football club and saying that we have no option, no option whatsoever other than to change the manager. But we can't honestly sit here and be 100% sure that the club will sack the manager because, you know, in, in, in reality, if it was going to happen, it, or at, at 99% of other clubs, it would have already happened, but, it, but it's not. So I'm not, I can't be convinced that they're going to sack him. I think he... No, I do. I do think they'll get rid of him. They're just going to do it at a time that is too late. I mean, we think it's too late now. And arguably it is, but it's not, is it? We've got 10 games to go and we are only just dropped into the relegation zone and it's so tight. But the thing for us is our running is very, very favourable until those final four games. So if we are going to do it, it has got to be now. It can't be after Tuesday or after then Saturday when we've bollocks these next two games up and then it gets a little bit harder because those final four games, even with a new manager and you might get a, we might do it. It's not enough. So I think they still probably will, because I think, I think we're on the cusp, which dare I say it, we felt like, I feel like we're on the cusp of a real nosedive, way worse than what we're actually seeing now. It's going to stay toxic. Yeah, I think we will now probably lose like another three or four on the spin and then they'll act because it's like everyone, finally I think the fans will explode and the will. I reckon those donuts will be windmilled everywhere Tuesday. <laughs> um, it's going to be, well though, and probably not. You know, we keep saying that the fans won't put up with it and they do. I don't know. He, how? I mean, somebody, that Lee uh, on Instagram, who's, who's always good value for posting stuff, he's posted a picture of top, that Top's missus has put on. Uh, top's on the piss. He ain't even bothered watching us today. He's out on the piss, which fair play to him, I suppose. I mean, why would you stomach what we're serving up at the minute? Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that's fair play, Rick. No, well, no, it's not fair play. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we, stink, we stink more than Saddam Hussein did when he got they unearthed him out of that hole. After be hiding away for three months, we're that bad. I mean, I wouldn't even trust. I wouldn't trust Endini to butter a piece of toast, let alone pass a football a minute. And I was going to follow on from what George was saying there. Yes, mm. you're right in what you say. The model of selling your best players is always going to come under pressure when you when you've got to replace them. And we did it quite well. The model's good. You know, we aren't going to... Unless you find the commercial revenue of another couple of hundred million pound a year, you're never going to be able to keep your best players, keep giving them new contracts so they're on 80 grand, 100 grand, 150 grand, 200 grand. You can't keep doing that whilst also buying new players, whilst also cashing... It doesn't work like that. You know, all the progressive clubs around Europe, they do what the model that we do. Mm. The difference is our recruitment model and the whole philosophy of what we've been good at, we've got blasé about it and got arrogant and stopped doing it. You know, he brought his pal in. His... I mean, everyone was laughing at us. You watch that Sunderland documentary with him in. 
I mean, honestly, I'd rather have Paul and Barry Chuckle sign players for us. And, you know, so, yes, we, we were always only one or two transfer windows away from being in trouble. And the, we're the perfect storm of all these players running their contracts now. But don't forget, these are 90% of the players that ought to have finished in the top four and we were disappointed. Yeah. What is a FA Cup? So, yes, we possibly overachieved in that regard because we were maximising every ounce of ability that we had, which Rogers helped do. So, you know, respect him for that because he did. But now he's instigating this with them and they've all switched off from him because he's an idiot. And he's got to go. And if Top and Susan and Rugkin and whoever else is on there can't have the bollocks to act, then they've got blood on their hands. And they're in for quite an unpleasant few years, if not... I mean, are we really going to come straight back up if we do go down? It's not mm. as straightforward as most teams that go down because I think we've got a lot on the books in terms of, you know, debt... Not necessarily. I know uh, Top supposedly written it off with the debts from King Power, but it doesn't make for great reading. And when you're still dishing out contract offers for Jack Harrison of 100 grand a week, I don't take any confidence that all of these players have got rele- uh, relegation wage cuts because, mm. you know, I, I feel like they, they will have just been like, no, nah, we'll never go down. It's fine. So we're going to have some of these prats on 100 grand a week in the championship and they won't go anywhere. So. We could be in a, a more financial pickle than we were last summer, where we didn't sign anyone other you know, than. You know, we've extended Hamza Chowdhury on sixty grand a week for another year next year. It, and that was during the the summer that we yeah, couldn't yeah. afford anyone other than Alex Smith. Smith is, as Jordan says, to sweep the changing rooms. We couldn't even afford Adamola Luckman. We couldn't. But then we oh. was turning down bids for Pratt and Samare. The whole board. What are they? I, I honestly. I feel like they're doing this deliberately. I feel like this is one deliberate joke, payback, because we had it so good. I don't know. Well, it is April I mean, Fool's Day. Yeah. Uh, Jack, on, on that, in the, in the finances and relegation, because, you know, we have discussed relegation, but sometimes, you, you know, you just talk about these things, but actually don't actually really consider the reality of it. And I am now at the stage where I've, I've started to, to really think about Leicester being relegated and, and if that was to happen or, you know, and try just try to get around my head, my head around the fact that it, it could generally be a realistic thing. And I mean, Everton have had situations during the week as well in terms of their finances. And we know that the wage bill, et cetera, that, that they've been through. Um, but uh, and then also I suppose with West Ham as well, with 200 million pounds that, that they spent. I'm just trying to kind of work out, you know, who would be in the, in the worst situation. And you know, forgetting about those clubs just for, for a moment and then thinking about Leicester, you know, in terms of what Rick has, has said there, I mean, how, like, genuinely kind of critical and, and terminal would it be for this football club, do you think, to, to drop down into the championship um, with the wages, you know, and, and just w- with everything that, that's going on? Or, or you know, in, in a really kind of strange way that we would never choose to be, but it, it, an opportunity to, to wipe the slate clean, like when we went down to, to League One and, and start again, it actually, in some ways, turned out to be for the best long-term. Yeah, I think, <laughs> to be honest, whilst I was in South Africa, so I wasn't on the pod while we were in South Africa, I, I've already accepted we're going, 
we're going down and I'm preparing for life next season in the championship. So last night we went to the pub, we came home. I, I never watched the Friday night game. I uh, I had Burnley, whoever they were playing. I was, it was Sunderland. Sunderland. Yeah, I had that yeah. on. Good game, um, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a good game. Good game. And also I was like, the crowd <laughs> were noisy as well. I was like, oh, this is novel. It doesn't happen at no. our place. Um, but yeah, like it, it terrifies me. Do you know what? And, and actually it really does feel like history is repeating itself. It's different to Peter Taylor, but it, does feel like we're in quite a sticky situation now what what it, what it doesn't mean you know top still got plenty of money he's still going to be about and i'm sure he won't sort of leave us high and dry so that yeah. gives me a lot of confidence however um we got in a little bit of trouble last time we were in the championship for spending a little bit of too much money um i'm quite pleased we've obviously settled that fine which won't leave us over a barrel when we get down to the championship. Um, we do have the parachute, 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 um, parachute payment. No, we need that, not shit. And, and actually, I guess you've got eight players out of contract or however many players out of contract and you've got yeah. other players. Barnes would fetch a few quid. Uh, but you, you basically have to rip it up and start again. Yeah, no, and, no um, one's going to be there, are they? A combination of the ones you don't want to lose, you're going to have to sell. Yeah, you, you and then know, all honestly, the rest of them are out of contract. I'll say we'd have all Brighton in the team, Vardy up front, Vestergaard <laughs> at centre back, and yeah, warding goals. Yeah. And Luke, yeah, Luke Thomas. Um, K- KDH might be quite good at that level, to be fair. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, um, probably. Uh, and someone might buy him, to be fair. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, it'd be. I don't know. I kind of think, yeah, it'd be shit, but I'd still go. And actually, I can't. I'd, I'd, in many ways, being in the Championship would be slightly more fun because I reckon yeah. we'd win more games. We'd be a big side in that division and it actually be all right. I know that's fucking I know that's terrible yeah, to say, but come on. I like the championship I like league one yeah um, I like I, fa- the I found I found being in the Premier in League quite difficult actually because everyone's got an opinion about your team none of them have got any idea and actually you go down to the championship like the people that support championship teams are actually proper supporters as opposed to I'm a Man U fan from Reading um yeah. so the, there are some you know the, there, there are some positives to it. Um, our finances won't be one of them, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm already there. I think it's, I'm acting as if it happened, sadly. Yeah, I mean, Jordan as, as well, I, I know I'm probably getting ahead of myself in terms of the, the doom and gloom right now, but again, we, we've touched on the, the training ground in the stadium, but I mean, this training ground is one of the best in, in the world. and That's not an exaggeration. I mean, it's almost in, in many ways makes it look a complete laughing stock, doesn't it? That, you know, that that's going to be a, a championship training ground and I know look there's 10 games left and you know we're we're not we're not relegated yet but I'm just I'm almost just trying to kind of get my head around it and you know imagine that stadium and, and this club in terms of what they've achieved recently and that training ground with those players getting relegated it'd be right up there wouldn't it as far as um kind of you know people often talk about when Newcastle got relegated or when West Ham did with 45 points I think this Leicester team in terms of where it was two seasons ago and the facilities it has right now I'd actually go as far as to say it'd be the, the biggest one, would it not? I, I, I mean, yeah, we, we quite clearly don't get the respect we deserve from... Yeah, when, when Aston Villa went down. I mean, these, these yeah. are big football clubs, but they, they're all... No, they won the European Cup 400 years ago, mate. <laughs> I know, but they, but they were hovering around relegation for a few years before it finally happened. Yeah. We weren't. You know, we no. had a bad season last year. We were at eighth. Yeah, we, we won't, like I say, we quite clearly don't get the respect we deserve from other fan bases and certainly the media because we play in the East Midlands and we've done more than Newcastle, Everton, West Ham, Villa, Forest, 
Man United, you fucking name it, in the, in the last... Well, we, we won more titles than Arsenal in, t- in the last 20 years. So, um, I mean, if Leicester go down, they'll roll out the old... Well, where they're back where they belong, the old yo-yo club's back. Um, but, yeah, we, we've got the... Arguably the best training ground in, in Europe, which uh, all it seems to do is have people on the treatment table. But... Um, no, I, I can't think of anything worse than getting relegated, to be honest. I mean, I've been to all those grounds mm. anyway. Um, my ex-girlfriend, when I was about 18, actually messaged me earlier. Um, <laughs> still fancies me, obviously, but she Shock. she said, she, she's a cop fan. <laughs> and she, said, she said, see you next season. I just replied with, with a middle finger. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, you I, could I get back want... together. No, she's Lesser married. Cold. Oh, she's all right, married. maybe sure. not then. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to be playing Plymouth Argyle, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't. I say I, I like those leagues, but yeah, we don't need to be there. You know what I mean? We can we can admire them, but still be in the Premier League, and yeah, you know, you know, we we can retain and go back to, to what we were in terms of you know that model of, of of being one of them model sides. It's it's not that hard to do. You just go back to doing what you were doing before, and you know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I need to stop being quite so gloomy we have still got 10 games um to go jordan i mean i asked you the question that i asked rick you mean do you think they will now sack brendan like genuinely because i'll, I'll be honest i, I don't I, think I don't. he's gonna get sacked i think I he'll get think another so. game i, I, I feel like it's another game i feel like the board are torn and 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 what's ended up happening is nothing there's been no decision made and you know if we'd have lost to brentford he might have got sacked but we drew and we looked okay and then today we take the lead and play well for 10 minutes. And, oh, you know, there are a little sign there. But, you know, we've got 20, I think I said 26 points. We've got 25 from 28. So we need at least half those points in 10 games under mm. the, the current manager. You know, like I say, I've, I've stuck up from all season, but I, I don't think that's going to change. And I don't feel like Top's got that ruthless streak that Vichai certainly had. Mm. Where well, you know, you know, and, and a, a friend made a great point in the WhatsApp group that Rogers was the first appointment that that Top made, um, obviously after the sad passing of his father. But um, you know, it, in the words of uh, on the office, this is a business. You know, you you've got to cut ties at some point. You can't have blind faith and blind loyalty if you're no. fighting to stay in the most competitive league in in the in the world. So. I I just can't see it. I don't I don't think they will, and and don't think he'll he'll stick around in the championship. Um, oh God no! You know, oh, no he's well above that. Yeah, well he's that. despite taking us down. That's despite... the only modicum of comfort. That's the <laughs> least he is going. That's the beauty of it. That that's is the beauty <laughs> of it. That's what he means. I think that's the true crux of that saying. <laughs> <laughs> but if he if he takes us down, it's, you know we won the league seven years ago. We won the cup two years ago, three years ago. We were in the semi final of, of a European competition last season. It might be third yeah. rate, but we were playing fucking Roma, yeah. and now we're going down. And he'll get away with it. He will get away yeah. with it. Um, make no mistake about that. He'll, he'll have no blame, and he'll end up at Tottenham and win him the league cup. And he'll still be, which he is. He is a good manager. Don't get me wrong, but it, it will be an absolute disaster if we get relegated this season. Um, I mean, if, if Spurs did, they've got a problem at the moment of getting things over the line in terms of wins and, and trophies. I mean, my God, 
Um, just wait until you get Brendan Rodgers in charge. I mean, Spursy will become even more bloody Spursy. It'd be quite incredible to watch. I think I'd like to see it. Go on, Jack. You say, you go, and then yeah, I'll... Yeah, I, I have a question, uh, and it relates to you, actually, Rick. Uh, what? I, I listened to Radio Leicester earlier, and Pipes was absolutely brilliant. And um, and Jordan Blackwell wrote an article about Brendan Rodgers' little clap. And <laughs> so, so did Pipes was referencing Brendan Rodgers' little clap. And uh, where is this... Uh, is, have you created this, or has this come from somewhere else? Who who was the first to reference the little clap? Because it is now, it is now I like think. a real sort of like known gripe within the fan base. It's a movement, isn't it? No, I can't. I don't think I can take credit for that. I mean, I did notice it probably early because there are there isn't a lot of things that don't irritate me about Brendan Rodgers. I, I lift him like a hawk, watching, <laughs> scrutinising every single thing he says. Because the man's long past his sell by date and he's got to go. But no, I don't. The only thing I can assume is we are the number one Leicester City podcast. People are listening to us talking about the little clap. And um, we've got the wannabes and blaggers that are, um, <laughs> that are <laughs> writing stories about it. So, only joking. But um, yeah. Uh, Rick, have you got an apology to make? Yeah, as well? I have. I feel like I need to say it before somebody. Upset this calls time. me out on this pod. I feel about as popular as that woman who got caught lobbing that cat in the bin all them years ago. You remember? <laughs> I do, yeah. Tete, it's been an abomination. <laughs> I'm so, 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 so sorry that I genuinely feel like I'll offer my resignation if that's oh, what people no. want. No. no Apologies for last night. Good. So. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies for last night. So. But go. what on earth was that from him today? Mate, if, if, if you work at Leicester, you get promotion for that. Well, yeah. I mean, if if that's if Tete's Danny Ward, he gets twenty six games anyway, and then he'll yeah. say, "Well, I knew he weren't very good, but he were, you know, he came over all the way. He's come from war torn Ukraine, bless him, and he's got all those people with him who need to earn a living. So I'll carry on playing him." I've got an explanation for Tete, Rick. Go on. Go on. He's been sold a dream. And he's got into the... He's playing in his team and he's looking around and he's like, fucking hell, I thought these won the cup. I thought these were in mm. Europe. These lot of shit. So he just... How, he how did he go from being incredible in the first game to then doing the square root of zero for the next I reckon... I, so so I, I, I think it's been coached out of him. Yeah. So the, well, the first two I, games I, I that we won... Tonight. It was new new players, and it was it was total chaos. Brendan's got them in the training ground. Yeah, and, um, I, I think the same. My, I, I said this before. My mate Hugh um, said this to me earlier. He said we're like an NFL team that are just constantly trying to run plays. So like when the when the play doesn't run, or when someone stands in the way of it, we're like, oh, what, what do we do now? Do we just mm-hmm. pass it back to Everson and then lump it forward? It's like it's we're so overcoached. It's untrue. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And I think it's an incredible um, analogy as well that the, this, the, there is absolutely no plan B whatsoever. I mean, I, I, look, you can say that for so many teams in the Premier League that, the, that there is, you know, the, the stubbornness about managers in there in terms of the philosophy and how they want to play. And it's the only thing that they do. 
but I do, I find it absolutely bizarre and incredible that, you know, when that doesn't work, you know, if you know if you're playing against a certain team which plays a certain way and you get a good manager who then works out a way of, you know, basically counting that, you're then stuck then to, right, well, we don't know what to do then because, we, you know, we only know one way to play. And I find that absolutely mm. incredible how you can train every day, you know, and have coaches and, and managers paid millions and millions of pounds who only know one way of doing something. And when they can all see that it's not working, for them not to have any kind of solution or, or counter to, to getting around it. I find it bizarre. And I say Leicester have to be one of the worst for it. They have one way and that's it. You know, and it's so easy to play against, you know. It's, it's, it's incredible. The thing with that is, Jake, is everyone plays the same way. Yeah. It's like, oh, Man City are well good. Let's all copy what Man City do. And then it, it don't work with, with, like, the players that we've got. You know what I mean? Like, Southampton try and knock it about. Playing short goal kicks and like just fucking leather it. Well, that's you why I mean? going down to the championship would be good because there's a bit more variety there. So you know, <laughs> let me sell you the dream again. Well, we we, we try we try play it out the back with Danny Lamarty, George. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Danny so Ward, Dan. Danny Lamarty have played more one twos than, than I can't, I'd imagine probably Kane and Son this season. But you know, but that's obviously because that's what the manager have told them what to do. And, you know, players in many ways are, are stupid because they will just do it, even though they know it's not the right thing to do. If they've been told to do it, they'll just follow them orders. You know, it's 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 bizarre, that, that, again, that, that footballers haven't got more of a brain in the sense of, you know, they'll, they'll see an option on or they'll think the option, the correct one is to, to ping it forward. But if they've been told to, to pass it two yards back to the goalkeeper to keep possession, then they will give it two yards to keep possession. You know, even if they're literally just going to go sideways and backwards for the next 20 minutes. But, you know, as I said, you know, we're not the only team guilty of it, but it's so bloody frustrating to watch. If, we, if we're being positive, um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's not. Change the topic. Look, we've got, this, is, this isn't the positive bit. We've got 10 games to lose yet, but we've got 30 points to play for. Rick, Ricardo hands. Pereira, what a fucking player he is. It's a good job he's been injured because he won't. We, we wouldn't have had him anyway. We'd mm. we'd have got rid of him. He he is. I watched him. I mean, I know. I know. Second half. You know, obviously we lost, but he come on right back. He's playing centre mid, doing more than. Didn't he play right wing. wing to start with, and they changed it? I or have I just? I think he was just. just he was right everywhere. Do what, do what you want. I, I do think now. I mean, I know you you hold on to anything, don't you? As soon as we see a modicum of anything. You're like, this is now the way we've got to play. It was the same as, like, as soon as Tete came in, it was like, Ian Acho's going to be the false nine, Barnes and Tete bombing on. But I do feel like the own, the logical play now is Madison needs to sort of drift back out right. I've got Madison bit. back on the wing. He's been shit. Yeah, that's what I mean. He need, He's not, I don't know, he's just not in the patterns of play at the minute centrally. So whether Tete comes in centrally if he's got to play or Madison because that and then get Ricardo in there sort of playing like a more of a midfield role. I don't know, but um something's got to happen because mm. we're it running looked, out of me, options, aren't we? It looked to me kind of out of possession. Ricardo was right back, but as soon as we got the ball, he went yeah. inside. He played centre mid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Madison went out right and and um Castani was on the right hand side and it was a bit of chaos. And they didn't know what to do. And I mean, you know, their goal was a complete freak, to be honest. But if that hadn't gone in, I do feel like we would good, have probably gone good to get another one. It's yeah. a good hit from Eze. Yeah. To be fair, Everson's almost saved it. I do, I do feel yeah. like, that, like you say, Rick, we're just holding on to anything at the minute. But if Ricardo can 
play and not get injured for 10 games and play 90 <laughs> minutes. I mean, yeah. I, I've said it before, I reckon he could play in the nine, honestly. I think he could play anywhere. He's so good. That header he scored against Birmingham, that was proper like, striker's finish. He, he, I think, honestly, he's our best player. Like He's been injured for about eight years, but he's so fucking good, it's unbelievable. Yeah, And, I'm, and like I say, if he hadn't been injured, he'd been, he'd been playing for Man City by now. Because they started yeah. full-backs like they're going out of fashion. Yeah, no, he was he was superb, wasn't he, before that first injury? Um, lads, I'll be honest, my, my phone battery is dying. Um, and also my energy levels are is also um, dying. Are we still going to do Who Are You before we before we finish today? I reckon it'll be a very quick game. We can play Who Are You. Is I've he five foot two? No, no, no. Let's play the theme tune. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? Who are you? You. No, not me, you. Yes, I am you. Just answer the damn questions. Who are you? Wait a minute. Who are you? Right. (laughs) So, uh, who are you? Uh, Jack, I'm not sure if you heard last week, but me and George played out, which at some point, at one point, we believe was going to be our first ever goal to draw. I couldn't believe you couldn't get it. I, I, I got it either. It was either the second or the third clue. Yeah. Hey, mate, it was, if it was painful to listen to, imagine being involved in it. And, and, oh. and, imagine, and imagine still not winning it. Um, I was, it, was, it was tough going. Hang on. I've been reminded today, Jake. I've been reminded yeah. today that you said Zach Whitbread looked like Denzel out of Only Fools North. Zach, well, yeah, that no, was it. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not. I did not. Uh, a part you of did. the clues. No, I said I don't watch Only Fools and Horses, so I don't know what Denzel looks like, and that's that why. And then when is it Zach Whitbread? So, yeah, because because the the guess was that he was um, something to do with America and Liverpool. Not a disease; it's an ear infection. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so to say, I said Zach Whitbread looked like a bloke who I don't know what he looks like is is false, and I'm going to. I, I've done some pretty bad guesses this season. I'll, I'll, I'll absolutely own a couple of awful ones. But yeah, I, I made clear I don't watch Only Fools and Horses, so I didn't know who that was. So <laughs> who, whoever, whoever levelled that accusation at me, is that's wrong. And I still I'll, won, so sod off, George. I'll give a shout out <laughs> to Tom Moore, because he, he cheered me up after we lost the Palace with that one. Oh, did it? Right, well, you're wrong, Tom. <laughs> listen back. That's the beauty of it. You can listen back on Spotify. <laughs> that is the beauty of it. <laughs> right, so who is in charge today? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have a crack today. All right, lovely. Come uh, on then, George. <laughs> come on then. Yeah, come George, on, George. George, you, you <laughs> might get this one. Yeah, I'm expecting you to get this one very quickly. It was almost at the stage you know, when but Tony the... Hibbert didn't score for Everton and they said if Tony Hibbert scores, we're on the pitch. Yeah. If George doesn't get George wins. <laughs> uh, okay, right. I was born on the 3rd of January, 1988. Oh, Steph Oaks. <laughs> so I'm trying to think someone a year older than me Steph Oaks Steph Oaks would be a lot older than you surely yeah he, yeah, he would yeah a lot yeah about 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's quite it's quite someone my age then uh, my middle name is Grant oh, I love the middle names I love learning this but I don't know the answer Grant who, who looks like a middle name has got a Grant Lee Peltier no 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 uh, I have a brother called Corey. Ooh. Johnny Evans. Yes, ah! correct. Woo! <laughs> Fuck's sake. 
Uh, do you remember? He plays seen... for us. I've, I haven't seen him in ages. I forgot he played yeah. for us. Yeah. He's a former, former Leicester captain. Former Johnny Leicester Wilson. captain. Like, just sort of turns up to training occasionally, gets fit and then gets injured again. Club captain. Yeah, club captain what? doesn't do a lot of media either, does he really, for a club yeah. captain? What I've learned about Rick, I mean, he knows that Johnny Evans' brother's called Corey, right? Aye. So, I'm what is, what, mind. what does he do in his spare time? Because who, who knows that? <laughs> I mean, I, I know Corey Evans, but it's just he's so you know, quick. I don't know what. It's just. Well, no, everyone's had a drink. Everyone's had a Remarkable. drink. You know, I, I, I would have got it, but just Rick is so quick. Still unbeaten. Still. This is a man who has how many posts on Fox's Talk? Are you on the 60,000? Yeah. About how, how many? <laughs> I got, I how many if you're counting? How many have I had it? How many have I done if you're counting? Sixty <laughs> thousand. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, you're you a forum moderator on there as well, which is the least appropriate thing you <laughs> no. could ever do. No, I'm admin. Are you admin? Yeah, the, the, Mark who owns it, bless him. He uh, he's got a soft spot for me for some reason. Well, and, uh, you're you're just... always on there, so presumably he just wants someone to be permanently yeah. vigilant. Well, do you know when when we won the league? And he was getting, because it's obviously a popular forum, he was getting a lot of requests from media for interviews and stuff. I had to go to an, um, it's the biggest Japanese paper. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. They've got offices in London and I work in London periodically. So I had to go into this office and have an interview about Leicester, but mainly about Shinji Okazaki. Nice. Um, and then they sent me a copy of the paper. <laughs> the interview well obviously it's all in Japanese you're about that thick because there's obviously a lot of a lot of, a lot of they just have like Rick so. Flair and then like loads of like Japanese yeah. symbols yeah Rick Flair worldwide yeah <laughs> I'm talking to moderation I've got a quick one I got told this in the week that Amazon tweeted um who is the who's be, who's something like who's better Jamie Vardy or Harry Kane and, um, so everyone we replied, haven't got um, time for this. We have. We have. <laughs> yeah, I'm half asleep already. For people who watch on YouTube, I've been slouched like I'm about at 25 degrees now. I'm slowly. slowly we've we've also been having an ongoing. We've also been having an ongoing debate about Harry Kane in our WhatsApp group, which is mainly me against everyone else. But yeah, yeah. yeah so they they tweeted, "Who's better, Harry Kane or Jamie Vardy?" And on Twitter, you can obviously hide replies. But what happens is, basically, there's a, there's a little function where you can click view hidden replies. And what the um, admin or the moderator had done, instead of like hiding any offensive replies, they just hidden all the replies that said Vardy. So, oh, there, there was more, so there was more in like the hidden replies saying Vardy than Kane in the actual replies. Yeah, disgusting. That's, that's not the point of the function, is it? No. So clearly, it's, I mean, it's Harry Kane, the admin for the Amazon Twitter yeah. account. <laughs> yeah. it's but like, also, without without actually having this debate and open it up once again, the, the, the debate you can never really have a debate about who's the better player because obviously that's purely subjective. But obviously, the, the debate that you, that you can have about the two is obviously whose career would you rather have, or you know who you know who do you think's had the best career, and and then that is a genuine debate. You know, you've got England's top goal scorer and Spurs' top goal scorer, but but zero trophies. You know. And obviously, Vardy has scored a bucket load of. Do you know what I mean? That that's the debate to have, isn't it? You know, and of course, you know, the brutal reality is is that Leicester fans and Spurs fans can't and shouldn't really take part in that in that poll. It should be for neutrals, but but that's the debate, isn't it? 
And it's also like, who's better? Who, who's had a better career, Ronaldo or Messi? Exactly. There's no, there's no right answer. We don't have to appreciate they're both quality players. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's the real quiz. That's well, I'd say, what it really comes down, who would you rather play Scrabble with? <laughs> Harry Kane or Jamie Vardy? Christ, now, Vardy would be unreal, like, wouldn't he? Imagine some of the words he'd come out with. Kane would be there deliberating over cat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a game of who I between me and George. <laughs> That's great. I've generally got a vision now of Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane playing Scrabble. I reckon Vardy would be really good at Scrabble. Oh, do you I think? Do. Yeah, yeah, he'd be, he'd be really good. Have you seen yeah. Madison and Saka's spelling? Yeah, I'll count down. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, quality. Or countdown or whatever it Saka, is. Yeah. I think Saka does that quite a lot with different players. Right. No, I saw the video but didn't bother to watch it, I'll be honest. Probably should have done, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Should we do should we do predictions for Villa if we if we must? <laughs> is that is that next, is it? That's usually the running <laughs> order. Not that we ever have one. I'll say is that our next game? <laughs> oh, I'll, do the, I'll do the player ratings if you want for Villa. Everson crap. Castagna crap. Fast yeah. crap. Suter crap. Christiansen crap, and Diddy crap, Gisbeal <laughs> crap, Madison crap. Yeah. Do you want me to wrap anyone? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so one, one, one thing I like about Twitter is that I always, I saw this always on when people message Fabrizio Romano about transfer news, and it's one of my favourite things now. Someone says, have you got any, any, got any United news? And then someone just comments underneath, still shit. And, and that's now my favourite thing, because I, I get messages all the time, saying, what, have, you got, have you got any lesser team or... or What's the Leicester news? And now I'm at the point now I can just reply saying still shit because <laughs> because that's where we're at. That's the beauty of Twitter, Rick. That still is shit, the mate. Of it. We're still I, shit. Jake, I, um, I sent a photo actually of um, this screen in WhatsApp and yeah. someone pointed out that the title of the pod is Leicester a shit part 28. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> and that wasn't you. That was Jack. Yeah. Nice, nice. Right, lads, do I go to bed yet? Yeah, you can. you can go yeah. to bed. Right. Just also one thing to point out, mm. next Saturday, us four are going out oh, in yeah. our household, aren't we? Yes. So we're in, no, well, so well remembered. those listening are in for a treat. And they're yeah. welcome to join. They're, they're yeah. very, well, very welcome to join, unless it's Swanee, he can bugger off. Well, no, Swanny's fun once he's had 10 pints. No, no he's not boring. <laughs> He'll have the same lines about, oh, you've never been out in Leicester before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so something about where we live or our accents or something yeah. or other. Um, okay, so no, there's a good point. going out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a good point though. So Rick, well remembered. So after the Bournemouth game, um, we can go out for some pints, aren't we? Um, so I mean, is 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 there a plan if people want to come come join? Is there a particular pub after the game? Um, but yeah, we, we, yeah. All, all the money we've received from sponsorship for this for this podcast, which <laughs> last time I checked. It's nearly at fifteen dollars, um, so it's going to be a pretty wild night. Um, we're going to we're going to blow the lot uh, after the game. <laughs> Christ, where, where can we where can we go? Um, but yeah, we're doing that next. Is it next Saturday? No, two weeks. Yeah, it's yeah. Next, no, it's Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Yeah, next and, uh, Saturday. I'm I'm really hoping my semi final isn't on the ninth because right. I'm I'm not the best well, when I've not drank. So, well, I yeah, I do have to head back. In the evening, I have to get the last train back because I'm going to have to play football on Sunday morning. Although I'm hoping for some dreadful weather so it gets called off nice and early. Um, but tell you what, what we'll do is we'll we'll tweet after yes. the game 
Where what location? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick well, was talking about going live on Instagram for the whole night. <laughs> well, no, if we're going to a particular yeah. pub, it'd be nice to see some people, wouldn't it? You know, all there. Yeah, yeah. People want to come say hi, we can do that. But yeah, um, yeah. that location to be decided and time. But it'll be after the Bournemouth game at some point. But if you hear somebody shouting obscenities about uh, Brendan Rogers, it's probably Rick. Um, so so you, you would have found us. <laughs> Bring eggs. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If anyone gets eggs, if anyone wakes up with a house covering eggs on Sunday morning, <laughs> it was Rick, <laughs> and I told him to do it. <laughs> right, should we leave it there? Yeah, let's do that. Um, Jack, can you play us some some music again? I really like the the free falling. Although the problem is, are we going to have to have the entire thirty second build up to the chorus? Yeah, again? probably. So I've got this instead. <laughs> 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 Next question. Sports Social Podcast Network.